Arguments about nothing is brought to you by exactly six months in quarantine and things are getting a little weird. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And it's fall or like almost. Sort of. Close enough. It's September, so I'm taking it. Uh, yeah. Gotta be excited where I can be these days. And I'm excited to not run my air conditioner 24-7. Oh, yes. And that little chill in the air in the morning, you know, like there's just nothing beats it as far Truly. as I'm concerned. Truly. I'm very excited. And we have like potentially like wildly different audio quality this week uh, because I am recording from a completely new space. A temporary tiny house space with um, unknown acoustics. So Hannah's living my tiny house dreams and I hate her very much for it. So yeah, she I mean, she's not joking. She's very jealous. But I, I will say I'm I'm staying right now in a beautiful little tiny house that looks out over a pasture with donkeys in it and butterflies. So I get it. Donkeys and butterflies, folks. But animals that are very similar and everyone loves. (laughs) Uh, So if you're new here, uh, we argue about hypotheticals that are probably not important, but we treat them like they are. And I think we can kick things off today. Well, um, you made this very easy to segue. What's more satisfying, leaves crunching beneath your feet or a crisp autumn breeze. Oh, she's really in the fall mood today. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Oh, what a good question. And it, it just gave me like shivers up my spine a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you've already alluded to your love of a crisp autumn morning. So Yeah, I mean, I have to say crisp autumn breeze. To, really? To yeah, because there's something about the smell when the seasons change. Yeah. Um, and you like get this breeze that comes through and it carries in this smell of like a fall that is just its own unique thing. And fall is like my favorite season. Yeah. And then it's got the like cool crisp to it. So you're like, oh, I'm going to need a little jacket. And it's it's so exciting. <laughs> you're just so excited to put on a sweater. <laughs> exactly. Like I had to put on a sweater the other morning because it was a crisp like 59 degrees to go out on the porch. And then there was a little autumn breeze that like hit the wind chimes. This is all just because I am now living an idyllic little farm life right now. Yeah. If I was in Jersey, maybe it would be a harder choice. But uh, for the moment, yeah, I got to say that crisp bottom breeze, there's nothing like it. Oh, I love a good crunch be- beneath your feet. That fe- Like, not only does it signify to me the changing of the seasons, but to me, it makes me feel so powerful to just like that satisfying <laughs> crunch I am like I don't know there's just something because it's also like at my will right like I can do it whenever I want but like a crisp bottom breeze you just have to like wait for it's like a gift the world gives to you that's why it's more magical to me because when it happens it's unexpected and it catches you by surprise and you're like oh wow thank you for the little gift universe and then it's this like exciting moment that you weren't expecting yeah, but, like, there's something very empowering to me about just, like, being able to make that, like, really satisfying noise. And I don't know. They're, like, the feel of it. I love it. I've loved it since I was a little kid. Like, it, I think it teleports me back to this very sentimental time of, like, being able to, like, jump in, like, leave piles. Right. And, like, you know, like, they're basically nature's confetti, you know? Yeah. Like, like, I... And like I don't get me wrong, I love a crisp autumn breeze, which is why this question is difficult. Sure, I get the leaf pile thing. I mean, that's it's not something I've gotten to experience since I grew past the age of like thirteen. But yeah. you know, it is it is certainly a lot of fun. Um, I think with the the leaves, like there's like a, a limited time span in which it still has some novelty for me, and then. I think maybe for me, because I live in New York, specifically where I live, there just aren't a lot of trees around. So, like, to me, it's just still, like, there's lots of cool breezes. But, like, if I'm I'm around enough leaves to be able to, like, crunch on them like that, it means I'm in a place with lots of trees, which is a novel experience for me. Right. Like, that's usually, like, when I'm upstate on a hike or something, you know. 
Whereas, like, the autumn breeze, you're right, it, like, is unexpected, and the first time it happens, it's thrilling every year. But it's it's not connected to as many joyous memories for me. Fair enough. This is the m- most basic bitch podcast opener we've ever done. Yeah. I, now your next question is, did you prefer Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes or... Indies <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. Uh, I think we just need to commit to this being our basic bitch um, episode because no, we can pull it back. The next oh. question is: No, don't do it. <laughs> what is the best fall dessert? Oh, okay. Well, that's slightly better than pumpkin spice latte, but I think our answers may have some pumpkin in them, <laughs> yeah. which still makes us basic bitches. Yeah. So, like, let's talk about the contenders, shall we? What is a fall dessert, some of you might be asking. Um, And the first few things that spring to my mind are any dessert that's on the Thanksgiving table. So, like, pumpkin pie, apple pie. So, like, any of those fall fruit baked goods. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also would accept things like candy corn or Halloween cookies or, I don't know, anything that comes to mind for you. But you're not going to accept, my guess is, you're not going to accept, like, gingerbread. I think that's... That's winter, winter. right? Okay. Personally. Yeah. Here's the other thing is I kind of associate... Now, it's not a fall dessert, but I have a personal association of s'mores with the fall because we would always have big bonfires when it started to get cold and then we would roast s'mores on the fire. But does that count? I think that's a summer dessert. Ah, uh, well, maybe, maybe it's just my family. Yeah, I don't think that's a universal, sorry. That's fair. I didn't think it was going to pass muster. I mean, the thing is, it's hard to say because I really, really like a lot of fall desserts, but I think I have to give it to my mom makes a Dutch apple pie mm. that's got the, um, like a little bit of cheddar in the topping. Interesting. Yeah, it's got a little cheese amongst the the topping, and it's it, what it, is the topping? Well, it, it's sort of like it's got a lot of like brown sugar, and it's this sort of crumble topping. Okay, with a so it's like crumble in it. topping, and it's got yeah, it's like crumble. It's so delicious, this Dutch apple pie, um, and and I think it's just my one of my very favorite fall well, desserts. This is I came up with this question, and I still don't know if I have. One. <laughs> You didn't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, I, and like other things we didn't talk about, like pumpkin anything, right? Like pumpkin cheesecake, pumpkin muffins, but also apple anything, like baked apples. Oh, I know. Apple cider donuts. Such a good answer, and I thought of that too. I My really did. My favorite fall dessert, apple cider donuts. Apple cider donuts ha- have like a really special place in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because like not only are they delicious, yes. uh, <laughs> like so delicious, but like nothing is as good as like a freshly fried apple cider donut and you can't get those everywhere. No, you have to go to like a special place. That Yeah. Like- and like usually the- I only get those usually once a year when I go apple picking and it's mm-hmm. just like reminds me of all of these like happy memories with my friends and I almost always pick apples and then make an apple pie but those apple cider donuts like they feel so sneaky like like a cheeky apple cider donut. Uh, no, I get it. I'm going to stick with my answer because I just want to give my mom the points. Yeah. That's fair. She gets the points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going to be our last fall focused. Okay. So we'll stop being basic question. bitches after this one. Yeah. And like, arguably, this is not a fall focused question, but sort of. You'll see. <laughs> I'm on pins. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> How much would someone have to pay you to go trick or treating in full costume by yourself? Right now. Not on Halloween. Not on Halloween. On September the 7th, our year of the Lord 2020. Hmm. The interesting thing about this question is right now, I feel like the most likely, the most likely outcome of doing this is so different than in a normal year. (laughs) 
Because I think 90% of people just won't answer the door. Because yep. who answers their door in corona times? Yeah. It's and also couple- vaguely threatening in a it way is. that it would not well, be in other years. That's the other thing I was going to say is I think my... I think the other 10% of people will not open the door and also call, call the police. The police. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, honestly, like at this, during coronavirus, it's a, it's threatening to have somebody yeah. in full costume, like a crazy person who may have the virus, <laughs> come up and knock on your door. And if you're doing it door to door, the way you would do trick or treating, because it's not like you're doing like yeah. an isolated house. No. You're going door to door. You're one terrorizing of those people, a neighborhood. <laughs> yes. One of those people on the neighborhood watch is going to call the police. Yeah. And um, I feel like you would have to pay me a lot to risk getting <laughs> Going arrested. To jail for being the crazy lady asking yeah. for candy in During full a costume in September. Yeah. You'd have to pay me so much. That I would be able to buy, like, the the world's best legal team to... You're not technically doing anything illegal, right? You're just not I mean, people's doors. trespassing or prowling or, like, whatever. But also, you're going to get thrown... I mean, the, the other thing is, like, you're also... If people do open the door, you're also exposing yourself, potentially, to the coronavirus. Well, if you're wearing a mask. Depends on what your costume is. I guess so. The the one and only outcome that's not going to happen is that somebody gives you candy. <laughs> you might, but and at that point, it, would you, you would eat away. the candy no. from a stranger <laughs> who did not think it was weird that a grown-ass woman was trick-or-treating on September 7th? Yeah, I mean... I, they have the candy out in the Walgreens now, you know, so it's not yeah. inconceivable that somebody could have a bag. It's possible. But if they gave it to me, I would be, I would throw it away. Because <laughs> yeah, like, it also I don't has know what their germs is. on it. Right. It has yeah. their COVID germs on it. So I think we're talking in the millions of dollars here. <laughs> okay. What about you? Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to put a monetary value to it, right? Because I don't think this would be a scenario in which I, like, lost my job or couldn't get another job. But I do think there would be memes about me on the internet because I was insane. Like, I think the internet in itself would think I was insane. There'd be all those people who now have their cameras at their, on their front doors and they would just have videos of you walking up to them. Yeah. It's not exactly a Karen situation, right? Because I wouldn't like throw a temper tantrum if they didn't give me candy. But it is like the weirdest thing I think one could do. And I definitely think I would go viral on the internet. Just make sure that when you what you bring with you to collect your candy that you're not going to get is like one of those little pumpkin baskets and not a pillowcase like I used to bring when I was trick-or-treating for more candy, obviously. But if you showed up on a stranger's door as an adult with a pillowcase, they're going to think you're there to murder them. Truly. Yeah, I think, ah, uh, yeah, it would have to be a lot of money. It would have to be like, you can retire now, money. Well, it would have to be like worth the legal hassles and the paying all the, you know, lawyers and then a lot more on top of that for like the COVID exposure risk and the general embarrassment and potential viral embarrassment. Yeah, to me, it's the potential viral embarrassment ruining of my brand. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get doxxed as the crazy lady who went trick-or-treating in the middle of a global pandemic on not Halloween. I wouldn't even want to do it on Halloween. So September 7th is... Is real, real bad. bad, yeah. It's, no. it's really, really bad. I'm also in quarantine, you know, because I traveled to this new location. So I'm also high risk. Like, oh, there's right. Just no- I'm going to put this at... But the thing is, it's worse than not wearing deodorant for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. We talked about that last time. And I clocked in at six mil on that. I was thinking like 20 million. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, my number for this is very high. I need to be a Kardashian at the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it would be close to like $15 million, I think. And I think with that, I could bribe some news organizations to not run stories about me. Potentially. Or you could just use all your money to then go live your best life in New Zealand. (sighs) Yeah, I would just relocate. I kind of want to do that anyway. So like that, yeah. Okay, yeah. $15 million is what I would clock in at. We're basically just saying don't do this. Yeah, don't do this. Do not do this. Would you rather wear socks that are made of guacamole or peanut butter? I, peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me why. Well, it's got, um, a little, (laughs) no, I can't decide which is worse. Yeah, it's Because the, because the guacamole would turn brown and go bad really fast. Yep. And start to smell really bad. Yep. Which was my initial thinking. But the peanut butter will get is so much stickier, it would be harder to get out of your shoes. It also many people are allergic to it. Yeah, although as long as they didn't get too near my feet, you know, hopefully it would be okay. I are we talking like Also think of the dogs that would be attracted to you. With the peanut butter? Yeah. I mean, I think they'd be pretty curious about that guacamole, yeah. too. <laughs> Not going to lie. I mean, the guacamole also has, like, citrus and stuff in it in a way that I feel like if you had any kind of cut or anything, on it, it could yeah, burn on your Yeah, potentially has jalapenos in it, depending on how you make it. Yeah. And it's going to have more chunks in it, so yeah. it's going to be, like, squishier. And it's not going to adhere to your feet as well, either. So it's just going to be more like walking in, like, minestrone soup after a while, you know? Yeah. But the the peanut butter, which is why I was thinking peanut butter, but the peanut butter is going to stick in a way that could never be removed from your shoes. Yeah. But is this, like, a one-time deal, or is this, like, for the rest of your life kind of deal? Does that change your answer? Well, yeah, because it doesn't matter if I can get it out of my shoes if every day I have oh. to wear socks made of peanut butter. Because then I just also have shoes full of peanut butter, you know? (laughs) You're just leaving your socks in the shoes at that point. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You stuff, like, you stuff your sock in your shoe. Yeah. Fill it up with Jif. Yeah, you're right that it's easier to clean the guacamole out of it. So if it's a one-time go, I think you go guacamole. But if it's a forever thing, I think peanut butter is easier on your feet. Not only that, I think it's going to provide more warmth and insulation. I was thinking moisturizing, like peanut oil, would oh. be good for your feet. Keep them nice Although, and supple. Avocado oil might also be. But nice. we already talked about the jalapeno juice and yeah. like the acidity, the citrus, right? Yeah. So yeah, I I mean the problem is when you go out. Which one is going to smell worse and draw more attention is the other side of it. That's another question. I feel like peanut butter has a stronger aroma than guac does. Yeah. Which is why I thought about dogs for guac for the peanut butter. Because I, I feel like if dogs knew there was guacamole in your shoes, they would be into it. But I feel like they would smell the peanut butter first. Also, I feel like they would be able to lick a lot of the avocado off faster. Whereas peanut butter, they would just go to town on that for like an hour, you know? I think I'm going to go with peanut butter, though. Yeah, I think I would go peanut butter, too, I think. Ruin one pair of old shoes. Yeah. I hate when we agree. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, maybe we won't agree on this. Would you rather have a coworker who constantly calls you by the wrong name, or would you rather sit next to a coworker who eats rice cakes loudly all day? I feel like I've had both of these scenarios. (laughs) Okay. I had a boss one time where the entire time that I worked there, she called me Heather. Yeah, I mean, it pissed me off a lot. But ultimately, you can get through your work day just fine. Like, they're going to call you the wrong day. They're going to call you the wrong name. And it feels it feels disrespectful. But you, it's not going to be like a detriment to your work day. But if I'm sitting there listening to somebody eating rice crackers throughout the day, yeah. and having that like auditory like stimulus while I'm trying to focus on like editing a book. No, I can't. No, no. So for me, the name thing 
really comes down to how many people work at your company. Because if this person is referring to you by a different name in emails to other people, and so that, like, and getting you confused, like, I could imagine in my work environment where we are a company of, like, over 200 people, you don't know everyone, if she emails someone and is, is like, oh, yeah, can you send Sally X, Y, and Z? She needs it for this. And then I subsequently never get that email because they've sent it to someone named Sally instead of Shelby. Uh, that can have a very significant impact on your work. It could, although wouldn't wouldn't Sally just email the person back and be like, hey, this is not meant for me. You sent this to the wrong person. Sure, but it could take a long time to get to the root of the confusion, right? Like it would be... Or but it like, wouldn't be your fault is the it, thing. Sure. It would, be, it would be that person's fault for getting your name wrong. Yes. It, I'm just saying it would be a headache, you know? Sure. Like it would be a whole thing of like figuring out the logistics of that. But I feel like you would get everybody else on your side because eventually, you know, Sally would be like, hey, you keep sending me these emails that I think are not meant for me. Oh, yeah. And then- Sally would be pissed. Right. Sally would be on your side. And then the guy who keeps sending the emails to Sally would be pissed that he keeps getting told to send the email to the wrong person. And you'd be everybody would be pissed at the person who's getting your name wrong. Eventually, they might just get like told off, you know? Sure. But again, that feels like a lot more drama than me listening to some rice cakes. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't compare to the drama in my head when I have to sit and listen to some small, minor, annoying sound. (laughs) There there are people, I'm one of these people that kind of can't stand... Like, if I'm standing next to somebody who's got, like, a hard candy in your mouth in their yeah. mouth, I have to, like, physically distance myself from it. There's something about – I'm a very auditory person. Yeah. It it just grates in a way, and I can't not hear it. I can't mm-hmm. not – I can't, like, focus my attention away from it. I'll hear it all the time. Yeah, I feel like I'm the type of person that it would be annoying, but eventually it would become white noise. Like, there would be a period of time where it would just become ingratiated into my subconscious, and that would be that. I don't think that would happen to me. I mean, that's lucky for you if that's true. I also feel like nobody's going to call out. So here's the thing. If you call out the person who's got your name wrong for the last six months, and it's created email workflow problems, if you say, listen... You really need to learn my name because I've told you 18 times and you keep telling people the wrong thing and it's causing confusion and I've got eight other people who are also upset about this. Yeah. Uh, Like that person, you can call that person out. But if you call out rice cracker bitch, then you're the bitch. Rice cracker bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't be like, you can't say anything. You're the asshole. You can't say anything. Even though they're eating rice crackers all day and the noise is just, it's its just unbearable for you, it's maybe not annoying everybody else as much or nobody feels like they can say anything. Nobody's going to call them out. Yeah, you're right. So the, so the behavior will not stop. It won't, no. Unless you kill them. <laughs> you buy all the rice cakes in the yeah. tri-state area uh, so she can't have any. What if you started setting up, like, insulation, like, sound insulation between you? You could just wear earplugs. Depends on your job. Yeah. Sometimes, some people, their jobs, they can't do that, so. Yeah. I also, I also am imagining a scenario in which you start booby-trapping her rice cakes. (laughs) Like, you go into her her drawer and you just pour water on them. (laughs) Or just throw them away. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Must have been the janitors. Yeah. Maybe it was attracting rats. Oh, my God. That's the play. You start pretending yeah. that you see mice everywhere so no one's allowed to keep food in their desk. Yes. You're right. That's what I would have to do. And I would have to tell her that I saw a mouse by her desk when she yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. That's the play. And then I would have to be like, I don't know. Maybe are there any crumbs or anything? Like maybe just make sure you eat in the break room or something from now on. Yeah. Well, when she's like out to lunch or something, 
you take some of your own rice cakes and you break them up into pieces and scatter them around her desk and then you take a picture of it and you send it to someone and be like hey i think this is a trap and be like hey i saw a mouse i also saw all these crumbs i don't know maybe we shouldn't be allowed to um keep snacks in our desk yeah i would rather nobody be able to eat than than that situation continue yeah i i wonder if they would figure me out if i did that i don't know i think you would be okay it is pretty passive aggressive, but yours I'm still the bitch in this situation. Yeah. Because I'm actively sabotaging. See, what I would do in this situation is I would let her eat her rice cakes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I would too. And I would hate it. So you're going with being Heather. Yeah. And I'm I going would... with making peace with crumbly sounds all day. Because I I, I feel like the Heather situation, you can address it head on and you can be straight and there's a there's an end to it eventually. Yeah. And the rice cake thing is this is this small annoyance sort of on the tip of your on the like on your periphery yeah. all day that you feel sort of powerless to stop because you can't be such a bitch that you're gonna sabotage <laughs> your coworker. And and it doesn't Does stop. Does it make a difference to you if this girl was, like, really nice? I mean, yes, maybe, insofar as maybe if she's a really nice person and we got along great, I could eventually just work up the nerve to be like, hey, would you mind if maybe you ate the rice crackers in the break room or something? I'm sorry. I just, like, you know, it, for some reason it, that noise distracts me while I'm editing. And she bursts into tears. Well, that would be an overreaction. <laughs> I think that would be an overreaction if I said it so kindly. She immediately starts sobbing. That's why she's so nice. She's such a people pleaser and can't handle even a modicum of uh, of uh, criticism. Well, I've been learning a lot that you have to – you can't be responsible for other people's emotions. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Shelby was snapping and clapping in case you couldn't hear it. Yeah, there was a nice uh, dignified golf clap that I <laughs> provided to Hannah for that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think even if she was a very nice person, if you eat rice cakes loudly. Also, do you call them rice crackers? Is this like a thing? No, I didn't know that I said rice crackers. <laughs> okay, you've said it throughout this podcast. Yes. Really? Yeah, you keep calling them rice crackers. Maybe I do call them that. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't know if that was like a regionalism or something. No, I know the correct word is rice cakes. <laughs> um, and there are rice crackers. There yeah. is such a thing. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, the rice cakes. I do now. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about, like the really thick ones yeah. that are, yeah, I get discs. it. Weird. Listen, I I don't know what to tell you. This fall breeze has... The world's I'm different just, now. It's fine. I'm on a high right now. The least important thing in the world. Why can't I say rice cakes? So weird. <laughs> so weird. 100% of the time you've referred to them, you've called them rice crackers. That's so weird. Even What's when you were like brain? this rice cracker bitch. I thought you were originally saying it as a funny, but then you just kept calling them rice crackers. Well, there, I don't know. My brain was filling. There are rice crackers. I just was filling in the wrong words. Uh, yeah. There, There's no excuse. But I, my answer still stands. I would still yeah. go with the person calling you the wrong name. And you would still go with, because you feel like you could just ignore the noise. I, I enough. I, I also don't think the noise would, like, really bother me too, too much. I think it would not be my favorite thing. But I don't think it would be the worst. Okay, so I have a question. There's no good segue between any of the things we've been talking about. And right. my question, it's just random. You've never watched the show Naked and Afraid, right? I have not. Right. So the premise of Naked and Afraid, for those who haven't seen it, is um, there are people who are put out in a, in a very difficult-to-live-in environment that's very secluded you know, think like desert island or you know, yeah. out in the out in the wilderness somewhere, um, and they're 
stripped of all their clothes and they are allowed to bring one tool with them mm-hmm. and then they're expected to survive for uh, 21 days. Got it. Uh, and so, you know, they have to forage, they have to find water immediately, they have to get, you know, find get a food, fire starter. Yeah. Yeah. So generally, there are a handful of tools that people yeah. choose to bring as their one tool. There are people who choose a fire starter, mm-hmm. with like flint and stuff. Yeah. There are people who choose like a big knife or machete. Yeah. There are people who choose a pot. Hmm. And my question for you is, which one of those would you bring? Do I know like what the climate or like what the kind of area is? Yeah. I thought you might ask that. I figured let's go with just like a desert island kind of thing. Like you're basically on a beach, but then there's a then there's also like a forest. Mostly because that was the climate in the last episode that I watched. Yeah, it's a good question. It's like those. It's hard because like a lot of those things are really important. Yeah, I mean, you definitely need all three, right? But you can only have one. My first instinct is the fire starter because I can't like consistently start a fire without a fire starter, and like I think you could probably find some sharp rocks. My hope is that you'd be able to, if it's like a an island situation, you'd be able to find some sharp rocks that could cut things for you. Um, obviously not as smoothly as a machete, but it could probably do the work. Yeah, although it may not be able to help you kill an animal if you had to hunt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, or if you were getting attacked by like snakes or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would help you in an attack. I think maybe you could fish with it. If you found, like, a something. Like, the thing is, I I would also, like, rope. Like, a way to attach things to other things. Well, if you want to expand the options, I I thought it might be easier just to do three. But the other two things I've heard of people bringing are rope and mosquito netting. Oh, that's smart. Um, So it's a fire starter, a a knife. What was the third one? A pot. A pot. So the reason people bring pots is so you because can eat. You, you can collect the water and boil it. Yeah. Because otherwise you can't, it, in these locations, you can't just drink the water. Yeah. Because there's too many bacteria in them yeah. and you'll just yeah. get sick and yeah. you'll just basically get some horrible intestinal disease. My first and- thought is like, are there coconuts? Because if there are coconuts, I can just drink the coconut water. Right. There might be other things that you could use as a pot that you could still boil in. Like you could yeah. drink, you could use like other things that are sort of bowl shaped. Yeah. To put water in. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Well, like that, that was what, what I was thinking is like you could crack open a coconut, use that as, use drink the coconut water, also collect coconuts in it and boil it in the coconut shell. Right. Uh, and drink it from there. If, I don't know if you can do that, if you can boil it in a coconut shell, but maybe you can. I think you probably could. It would, it would you know, be hard. You could also use it to collect rainwater. Yeah, exactly. Assuming it rains. Yeah. The desert's another beast. Like, is it a deserted island or a desert island? A deserted island. So okay. you've got, like, a beach and then, like, a forest. Okay, was- okay. Because I was, like, I thought you meant, like, a desert island, and I was, like... I fucked if I know. Um, that yeah. sounds like I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, if it were like a forest, the thing is, the pot is useless unless you can get a fire started, right? Right. So that was my thinking too. I wouldn't choose the pot. Yeah. With it. I would choose the fire starter before the pot because the pot is useless unless you have a fire. Without the fire, you can't drink the water. Yeah. I mean, like, just thinking about, like, my basic needs, the first need is water. Right. So. You can go a long time without eating if you have to. Yeah, and I think that the fire helps you not only to get drinkable water, but it helps you keep warm at night, which are two important needs. It also helps you cook food eventually if you're able to find it. Yeah, and it keeps bugs away. Yeah. And keeps other predators away, potentially. Yeah. It's, like, defensive as well as allows you to drink and eat. Yeah. And keeps you warm. So I think all, like, like the fire itself just provides so many 
needs that I think yeah. I would go the fire starter. Second choice, though, might be rope. I mean, I think the rope is handy, but I also think you can probably make rope depending yeah. on what, what that's why it's a second choice. I like the idea of trying to like fish. And if I had like a small rope and I could, I feel like I could find something like sharp and pointy yeah. to like try to fish with. Like Tom Hanks in Castaway, like a spear, spear yeah, from fish in the ocean. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that kind of thing. I couldn't thing. do any of this, by the way. I, I, would I mean, I like the truest yeah. answer is I would die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pretty quickly. Um, I, I feel like I would go with the fire starter too because I would be so afraid of what the repercussions would be if I couldn't get it started myself with yeah. the like bow. I think my second might be the machete though, to be honest, oh. like the big knife. I know that you could potentially find a rock that would help you or like a stick or something, but I would be afraid of like snakes and predators and stuff. And yeah. I would want to have some sort of like weapon and some way to like, you can do so much with it. Like, you yeah, could I mean, it would be super down. helpful. Yeah. I guess like my first thought is in predators and maybe that's why I would die immediately. <laughs> uh, my- I mean... I would also die immediately. Like, what am I? I'm I'm acting like if I had a knife, then I would be able to fend off the predator. That's when, kind of my thinking. No. Whereas, like, to fend off the predator, like, I would have to do the fighting. See, like, to me, like, my odds of surviving a predator attack are zero, n- no matter what tools you give me. You can give me a <laughs> gun. I'm not surviving that. So, uh, rope it is. Okay. Would you accept a cupboard that magically made all your food if... Well, we've been here before. We have. I'm trying to see if there's any scenario in which Hannah does not accept the magical cupboard that makes her her food. Yeah, so for if you haven't listened to other episodes, Shelby has more than once talked about hypothetical scenarios in which there's a magical cupboard that would make me food for me, and any kind of food. And I've basically made it clear that there's no better thing. It, it always wins out against whatever else it might be pitted against. Yeah. So this isn't actually pitted against anything. There's just a caveat. Okay. Would okay. you accept a cupboard that magically made all your food if it insulted you every time you asked for something to eat? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right? Much better question. <laughs> I would su- I assume it's insulting you about the thing that you chose to eat, nope. right? Like it's Nope. Oh. Just insults sometimes maybe, but just random insults about your character, about <laughs> your mom. <laughs> just you never know what it's gonna be, but it will be cutting. <laughs> <laughs> but it will hurt. Yeah. And like sometimes it might be something that doesn't hurt you to your core and you'll be able to easily roll off your back sometimes it will bring up your biggest insecurities and you'll never know which time will be which it's not like a correlation of like the bigger the ask the bigger the insult no no well and i'm sure the the cupboard wouldn't know which things are gonna hit hardest So it's just, just going to be random. And then one day he's just going to be, he's just going to bring up that thing, you know, mm-hmm. then he's just going to bring up my nose and then there we are. We're yeah. done. Yeah. Or your, uh, your inability to commit. <laughs> you know? I, um, here's what's so weird about that is it was actually because it's a button of mine the idea that it would always be about the thing that you, the food that you ordered was actually a worse, a worse case sure. scenario for me than the fact that he'd just be lobbing random insults. Because I feel like if he was lobbing random insults, he, I, I don't know, the cupboard has become a he now that it's mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that says a lot about who we are. I just realized I just personified it into a guy. And I was now using he pronouns for a magical cupboard. But in my head, I was like, well, it'll have to have a voice if it insults you. It's a male which voice. Means, and it's a male voice. 
Because there's no way it's a female voice. Would it be weirder for you if it was a female voice? Would that change your feelings about the magical cupboard? Yeah, you know what? I think it would. I think it would hurt me more. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, fair. Because it's I think easy. I would take the. I think I would take the criticisms of a woman more to heart. I agree, because men just <laughs> run their mouths, right? <laughs> and can sometimes like I feel like anything they brain, say is a nonsense. <laughs> Like, like my cupboard just became like my worst date. It just became like, or or like some like nagging frat boy, yeah, right? Truly. And and like, but I my thinking was okay if it's just lobbing if he's just lobbing insults at random. I think then even the ones that felt true to me, I would know it's random. Yeah, it, like. It wouldn't have the same impact if it was all the time because I'd be like, there's the insult cupboard doing its thing, <laughs> doing thing. you know? At least and I got like, my cake. <laughs> right. I got cake and it told me that I had cankles, but I don't have cankles. So fine. Fuck off. I yeah. got cake. You know, the thing that worried me was it was going to judge me for all the things that I ordered from the cupboard and insult me about it. And that I don't like the sound of. Yeah. Because I, I think partially it's because I was a picky eater when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm not really that much anymore. But um, but I, you know, I caught a lot of flack for that. Yeah. And it, it became this real judgment around food. And then there's also judgment around food to do with like dieting. Yeah. At various points and in your, your life. And, and, it, stuff, yeah. and if you have body issues or anything like that, then there's the judgment of like, well, you already are maybe judging yourself a little for ordering that magic cake. Yeah. And now it's like coming down hard on you and making you feel worse about it. Yeah. Why is that seems worse to me than some cupboard just being like. Yeah, I think it's ugly. more personal, right? Like yeah. it's like I've made this choice to eat this thing and now you're telling me I shouldn't. And that's right. really hard. And I think specifically as women, this happens a lot in our lives where like. Yeah. This is not just like a hypothetical, like I've been at restaurants with people where I like decide to get a burger and they're like, oh, are you really going to eat that? Right. Or like, oh, wow, like I wish I could eat that way or like, oh, man, like, you know, they make some, never is it like a straight out insult, but it is an implication that like, wow, you're going to eat that? Right. You know? I'm sorry. That's, that's, ugh. I mean, it's not like it happens so all the time. On your no, I but know. like, but I, I've been there, and like, nobody should have to go through that. Yeah, yeah, I, like it, and I. It's not like I surround myself with people like that. Like, yeah, I you know. know, like these are like acquaintances, you know. And like at the end of the day, those they're talking about themselves more than they're talking about you. You sure. know what I mean? But sure, I, I understand why you would say that an insult about the food that you're ordering would be worse than just randomly generated right. insults. Because it feels too real. It feels too... Yeah. It's because harder ins- to write off. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It's like, it would it would give you pause. It would take all the joy out of eating the thing that you just oh, yeah. ordered from the magical cupboard. For sure. But it- if it was just something that insulted me, I would fully still get that cupboard. Yeah. Because to me, the trade-off is like all the monetary gain and all the time saving of never going to the grocery store, never having to buy your food again, never having to cook if you don't want to, and just getting literally any dish in the whole world that you could even imagine instantly at any time of day. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all so good that I could deal with something just being like, you're stupid. Yeah. Even if the... Even if the insults felt tailored to you, like some are big, some are small, but all of them like are things about you. Yeah, that's different. I mean, if, like I said, if they're kind of like a shot in the dark, some of them apply, some don't. Yeah. I think I would be able to write them all off more easily. If they were all seemed like real ob- observations specific to me. Yeah. If they, What if they were all accurate? Like some of them don't bother you as much. Like some sometimes it'll be like, your pedicure is chipped. And like that right. might be true, but you don't really care that much about your pedicure. But like other times right. it's like, you know, something the thing real, I like, hate most about myself. Yeah. They're all true. Like they're all true to a certain st- standpoint or like you might think are true. 
God, that magic cupboard, though. I, I, part of me thinks, so here's the thing. I'm just going to say, for the record, I would not use this cupboard. <laughs> well, you didn't even want the cupboard to begin no. with. This, like, isn't even a hard question This is not a hard question because... for me because I love to cook. This is, and I right. and I don't like being insulted. So where's the lie? Uh, um, she knows she tailor made this for me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, I would like. If it was just the cupboard, no strings attached, I would take it. Sure. But, like, I also feel like because I don't drink, one of the things I do reach for as a comfort item is food. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I'll have some ice cream. And I cannot imagine, in this day and age especially, having a bad day and then being like, oh, man, I really don't want to cook. Because, like, the only times I don't want to cook are when I'm sad. Or when right. I'm upset, when I'm having a bad day. Um, that's when it's, like, the most important that I'm able to, like, have a, a quick and easy meal. Sure. And if I had to couple that with an insult of, like, <laughs> variety, like, very, like, unpredictable pain. Right. Not worth it. Not worth yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was, I was thinking of all the great upsides to the cupboard, and I was thinking of, like, if you knew it was a cupboard who insulted you, eventually, I think it might just become, like, easier to ignore. Yeah. Just, like, I think eventually you'd just be like, oh, yeah, there it goes again, like, whatever. But I'm going to say no, because what I've learned is that when you're around people who constantly say negative things about you, even if they're small, and even if that person is usually nice to you, it seeps in without like, even if you, even if consciously you say, oh, well, they're just being a jerk. I don't believe that about myself. Yeah. It seeps in in a way that's like really insidious. It's just like really negative energy to have seeping into your life multiple times a day. Yeah. And then it's like seeping into your food, basically. It's like you're eating negative energy. Yeah, truly. It's just like you're nourishing your body with negativity. I just, I couldn't do it. All right, we're going to do our Would You Still Go Out With Him? I love this one. Would you still go out with him? You've been dating for a couple weeks. He's perfect. Uh, like, you really, really feel like this is going somewhere in your bones. And the second time you're at his place, you notice there's a fly there. And, like, you notice the last time you were there, it was also there. A fly? Sorry? A fly. A fly? Yeah, okay. like a house fly. And so you go to swat it, and he looks at you in horror and goes, don't hurt Randall. <laughs> That's it? That's the end? Yeah, Randall is his pet. He has a pet fly. Would I still go out with him if he had a pet fly? Named Randall. Is it his pet fly or – so, for instance – like, in my mom's house, they, we used to get bats all the time in the house. And there was this one bat that would not leave the house. And my mom and my sister were living there at the time. And they couldn't get rid of it. And I think they just ended up naming it Ernie and decided to coexist because they couldn't get rid of the bat. So is it like he named it because he is being silly and there's a fly in his house and he doesn't want to kill the fly. So he's like, okay, now you live with me, fly. Or is it like... He grew it from a larva, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and uh, and he's gonna like have a little like matchstick funeral for it when it dies. I think it's a um, compromise between those two things. <laughs> no, there's no middle ground. <laughs> I don't think that he grew the fly, but he has adopted the fly and will have a pet funeral for him when he dies. <laughs> because that's going to be in like a week. <laughs> because the thing is about the flies, as you know, what if they he have has very, a very short little um, tiny fly graveyard for all of the fly pets he's had? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> We've crossed hard into psycho territory. <laughs> that, no. God, can you imagine? It's like. It's like a cat litter box, and it's just full of little gravestones. Little crosses. I made out of toothpicks. All of the... I mean, I would scream. <laughs> I would, if I saw that in a man's house. 
run for the door. I mean, this is this is the scariest thing we have yet talked about <laughs> in our Would You Go Out With Him session. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it, it really depends on the middle ground. There's, it depends on a lot of things. If he <laughs> thought it was funny. So, like, in quarantine... Mm-hmm. I'm like talking Everyone's to my plant. Everyone's getting pets these days. Why I, not a fly? Like, yeah. And I also don't have a problem with people who are like, they don't ever want to kill insects, right? Yeah. Because they, they'll always save the spider instead of killing it. I think that's sweet. It's not for me, but I think it's sweet. And like, if they're just, if he's just a Buddhist who, you know, believes in all living creatures should live, great. If he is a Buddhist and a fly got in, and he was like, well, I'm not going to kill the fly. We might as well peacefully coexist. I'll name you Randall because it's quarantine and I'm lonely. Also probably fine. Like, I would be like, that's funny. And then the fly would die within a week. And then we wouldn't have to worry about it again. It's the graveyard thing. <laughs> no, I scream and run away. <laughs> so what if this is his first fly? He doesn't, so he doesn't have a graveyard. He doesn't have a graveyard, but he does intend to bury Randall after his untimely passing. Does he pet the fly? How does he interact <laughs> with the fly? He talks to him at night. He talks to him, but he, he doesn't, like, chase him around trying to pet him and touch him or, like, sit on the couch and be like, Randall, come here, boy. Come here, no, Randall. No, he'll just sit on the couch and, you know, talk to Randall as Randall does his laps and... You know, they work on life's big big questions together. When Randall dies, how much does he cry? A lot. He's inconsolable. Oh. No, we're not. We're done. <laughs> See, the thing. So. His pet died. As much as one would cry when their dog dies. Right. But it's a fly with a very, very limited lifespan. And the fly did not give it any loving attention in return. Yep. So he's projected onto a fly yep a lot of emotion yep and then shown me that he is not able to deal with that emotion i think it would just be too many red flags about his mental state and his emotional capabilities if i i even think it would be weird if he cried almost if it was like a goldfish because like you don't really have much interaction like if he cried a little bit fine but if he was inconsolably sobbing like you described yeah like you're you're not cuddling a fly. You're not it's not sitting on your lap. You're not talking Correct. to it. And you've only had it for a very short, short period of time. of time, yeah. You haven't had it for 10 years like you would with a dog. Yeah. Like if you cried the way you would with a dog for a fly that you have seen in your house, yeah, for a week, then there's an underlying emotional problem. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing some quick research. A housefly uh, lives for longer than I thought. Do you know how long oh, a housefly no. lives for? No, I was just throwing out a random... I was just trying to explain that it was a short period of time. It is a short period of time. It's nowhere close to 10 years. But it is yeah. 28 days. Oh. Which is way longer than I thought. That's why I gotta kill them. Yeah, I did not realize it was a, it was a month. Yeah. I thought it was more like a week. Because I feel like usually when I see flies, they like turn up dead and turned over within a few days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was surprised too. But alas. Interesting. Well, even if it's 28 days, that's not a dog you've had for 10 years. No, I agree. I also don't think, see, that even makes it worse in a different direction. Because I was thinking what's, what's going on in his brain emotionally that he's like it's so attached to this fly but the other thing is then you have to deal with a fly in your house for 28 days which is just annoying on top of everything else yeah well i mean like you don't live with him so you know yeah but if you come over right you could just lay down a boundary of like if you have a fly i'm not coming over but I would imagine. <laughs> what, a weird thing. what a weird conversation to have to say. Like, well, I also imagine. If you have a fl- do you have a fly this week? Because if you have a fly, I'm not coming over. Well, also just like I would imagine, what a bad relationship. Like, what? Like, 
it could you imagine if you were a cat owner and someone was like i won't come to you because you have a cat like that's not a relationship that would last no so yeah i mean i think you're right something's wrong with this man would you go out with him if he was if it was more the like passive pet it got in and he decided to coexist oh yeah that's what this question is based on okay because that is something i did oh I yeah. named a house fly in my apartment Randall. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been in quarantine for six months. But Randall is now dead and it's fine. <laughs> like He did the last 28 days. Randall. Did you cry? No. Randall was murdered, but not by me. Um, oh. So. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a, it's did you launch an investigation? Oh, I know who did it, but. I don't think the authorities. Very quick I don't think the authorities will take up the case. So I don't think there's going to be justice for Randall, but that's okay. Uh, well, I don't think that that's that weird. Yeah, mine I, was a bit. I w- It wasn't like an emotional, <laughs> like relationship. Right. I also I like don't think it's that weird to just like let an insect live in your house yeah. and just be like, hey, Randall. I he like wasn't I said, hurting me. It was fine. Yeah. Sometimes I've let spiders, if they're, like, going to stay in the corner, and I'm pretty assured they're going to stay in the corner, I'll let a spider hang out because I'm like, yeah, sure, eat the the randals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Um, mean, he wasn't hurting me. I was, like, I was unsuccessful at trying to shoo him out the window. I don't have a fly swatter. So I was just like, fine. What a funny image of this guy, like, trying to interact with his pet housefly yeah i love i love the idea of someone just sitting alone in their apartment talking out loud as a fly just like do you think he tries to take it to the vet get it registered no i imagine not because in my head the fly has no idea that this relationship is happening oh of course it doesn't yeah you know um so the fly is just being a fly but like this dude has projected a greater meaning onto the fly in this like weird way which is why i wouldn't go out with him again right like it's just it's funny as a bit but if you took this seriously in any modicum of like yes i do have a relationship with this fly it's like something you are so desperately lonely and so like delusional like it's just like not yeah you want to believe that like oh well the how the fly will die within the month so it's like there shouldn't be a thing again but to me it's such a huge red flag of like deep emotional work needs to be done here it's too bad that we keep agreeing is the problem i hope people at least enjoy the journey we've gone on together and i don't and if listener at home if you're dating someone who cries when flies die break up with him or her or whoever they're not right yeah but maybe break up with them over text which i wouldn't normally say yeah but, but they seem a fly graveyard get out of there <laughs> You need to be in a different space. For sure. Seriously, if I saw somebody's fly graveyard, I would run. <laughs> that was too much for you. That was the, the straw on the camel's back. That's scary. Yeah, you're right. That's it's weird. Scary. It's super weird. Well, uh, to to summarize our hypothetical worlds, we are not dating that guy. We are cooking all of our own meals. Because we have a fire starter. We do have a fire starter. Cooking all of our own meals over an open flame. I do have an uh, an apple cider donut, though. And while I'm crunching through the fall leaves. Yeah, somehow in your deserted island, you you took a fire starter and an apple cider donut. Yeah. And the my peanut butter socks are keeping me nice and warm. Oh yeah. And but I still do have to sit next to that coworker eating her rice cakes all day. She's also on this island with me. She's my partner <laughs> in Naked and Afraid. Well, you'd be eating your socks first of all. <laughs> Too true. And yeah. in that scenario, I'm really glad I picked the peanut butter. Right. Exactly. Well, and you're also glad you picked the rice cake girl because she's, she's got, got rice cakes. We got rice cakes and peanut butter all over, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting on an island with some jerk who doesn't know my name. Keeps calling me the wrong thing all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to share my peanut butter socks with them, though. <laughs> I also, again, love how the jerk is a man. Um, 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, no, but I'll I'll eat my own peanut butter socks and I'll I'll hang out and uh I won't be insulted all the time. Do you but re- I will be called the wrong name. Do you regret that crisp autumn breeze now that you're living in the in the wild? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. But it would be really hard for that guy to keep a fly as a pet. That's true. But he's not um, here anyway because neither of us are dating him. It's true. Well, I think that's it for our show today. Yeah, I'm sorry that we agreed again. We're going to work really hard to come up with some arguments that we can really sink our teeth into. But if you disagreed with us, let us know. I got word last last time we agreed that we'd both go for the cuddler boyfriend instead of the kissing boyfriend. But I heard a lot of you uh, disagree with us about that, and they would go kiss. So if you disagree with us, let us know. You can email us at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. You can leave a review. Feel free to yell at us in the review as long as you leave one. I'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo, and I'd like to thank all of you for listening, uh, especially brand new listeners. We really appreciate you joining us. And until next time, keep fighting.